0: Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message.
1: How amazing was that? So amazing, we're so blessed. Thank you, Narelle, that was a great encouragement. And Narelle and and Juan, or John, or you have to ask him. Uh, I, I pronounce it different every single time, but we love you guys. We're so thankful for you. And you're a great part of our church family. Are you all well? Yeah. It's a bit warm, isn't it? Now, I'm aware that some people have started their fast today. And some are starting tomorrow. So for those who are starting tomorrow, we have ice blocks today. <laughs> and those who are started today, may you be rewarded in heaven. So we're going to hand out some ice blocks now for those who are starting tomorrow, if, if you are fasting food, that is. Um, if you're a guest here, we're starting two weeks of prayer and fasting, uh, starting the launching it today. Um, <laughs> and everybody who is fasting, just give the people with an ice block a really good glare, just, just, I wish I could eat that. <laughs> There's no condemnation. There's no you can you enjoy your ice ice block, and uh, it's about the heart. That's what matters. <laughs> Thanks, Cynthia. That's great. Fantastic. Last week we spoke about doing um, a prayer and fast as a church community for 14 days leading up to our Vision Sunday. And that is in two Sundays' time, and it's going to be a powerful Sunday for us as a church family. And we spoke about last week uh, basically the power of fasting and prayer. Who was here last week? Who was blessed by last week? I had a lot of good feedback from last week's message. Just to recap it for us this morning, we spoke about four fruits of fasting and the fact that Jesus talks about when you fast, not if you fast, but when you fast. Therefore, it's good for us to fast from time to time. We spoke about the physical benefits of fasting and how that ties in or can be an example of the spiritual benefits of fasting. So if you missed that, go to our website, get the podcast. Uh, Listen to it a few times if you need to. It's a very good message about prayer and fasting, if I don't say so myself. I preached it so I can say that. Um, But we spoke about four things last week. Who remembers the four things? Well, I'll give it to you. Number one, fasting refines us, it renews us. Number two, it resets us and it causes rapid growth in us. So today I just want to continue on with that theme of prayer and fasting. And I pray that your hearts today just are really open to all that God has. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus 3, somebody said to me after service that they love it when we bring paper Bibles to church. So if you have a paper Bible, why not bring it along? Some of the young people look very confused right now. All you know is your phone Bible. But uh, if you want to bring your paper Bible too, bring it along. It says in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, Do not come near, take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said, I am the Lord, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, I know their sufferings. And I've come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the, sorry, the, Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 4, verse 31. John 4, verse 31 to 35 Now, it's not often you see me wearing shorts in church. But if there's ever a day to wear shorts in church, it's today. I just hope that my beautiful legs don't tempt you. Because they are quite beautiful. John chapter 4 verse 31 says, Meanwhile his disciples urged him, speaking of Jesus, Rabbi eat something, but he said to them, "I have food to eat that you know nothing about." That his disciples said to each other, "Could someone have brought me? Uh, could someone have brought him food?" My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying? It's four more months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields; they are ripe for harvest. Let's just pray together. Father, I thank you for your great and wonderful love. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your hand that is resting upon this church. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. And we take a moment again to invite you. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this place. May the name of Jesus be glorified in this place. I pray right now, Father, for any hearts, Lord, that are struggling. I pray for a fresh touch of heaven. I pray for anybody who needs breakthrough. I pray for a fresh breakthrough from heaven. And Lord, we thank you that you are the King of Kings and you are the Lord of Lords. Give us open eyes to see what you have for us and open ears, Lord, to all that you have. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to just put some things up, or a picture up on the screen. I want you to look at it with me. What can you see? What can you see? We'll put the next one up. Thanks, Troy. Can you see the lizard? Or oh, the stick insect, or whatever it is? <laughs> who, could, who saw that before? The, who didn't see it? Okay, let's go to the next, another example. Let's go to another one. What can you see? Who can see something other than leaves? Who can't see anything other than leaves? All right, we'll get, get the next, oh. Can you see the green snake? Maybe the next one, thanks Troy. you can't see it. Everyone can see that one? What is it? Yeah. An owl, yeah. Yeah, there's an owl there. Awesome. Uh, is there another one, Troy? Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah, Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can anyone not see it? There's one more, but let's, let's do the Oh, no. Oh, no. It's okay. It's okay, Troy. It's okay. <laughs> Who can't see it? <laughs> okay. It's a giraffe. When we stop, turn, and focus, we see more clearly. When we stop, turn, and focus, we see more clearly. Today's message is called Turn to the Burn. Turn to the burn. The humble and holy hear God and make history. Why don't you say that? The humble and holy hear God and make history. We just read in that example with Moses, an amazing story of his very first encounter with God. If you remember, Moses was the man of God that was called to encounter God. It says that Moses walked with God as, one, as God walked, sorry, as one walks with his friend. Moses was a man of intimacy with God. He was a man who knew God so closely that God delighted in walking with him. This is the first encounter that he has with God. Moses was the one that was given the Ten Commandments. He was the one that led the Israelites out of Egypt. He became one of the fathers, one of the fundamental fathers of the faith. And we had this amazing insight this morning of him out in the wilderness, looking after the sheep, looking after the flock, doing the family business, and then God interrupts him. But the way it happens is is that he's there doing his thing, and he's in the desert, and in the desert, it wasn't uncommon to see bushes on fire. The reason for that is because it was so hot and dry that all it took was a little bit of friction and things would start to burn up. So the sight that was happening was not unusual, But what caught Moses' attention was the fact that the burning was not consuming the plant or the bush in which it was burning up. And there's this amazing example here that we see where it says that Moses is walking and he says that he turns to see the bush burning. He's walking along doing his everyday thing And he stops and he turns to pay attention to what God is doing. It's such an amazing example of us in life. But we're walking through life. We're doing our everyday thing. And God is waiting for us to stop and turn to see what he is doing the bible goes on to say that it says that when god saw him turn that is when he spoke it wasn't until god noticed moses stop and turn that it says that god spoke to him i wonder how much today god has for you and i that he is waiting to speak to us about but he's waiting for us to stop and to turn to him in the midst of our everyday, in the midst of our mundane, in the midst of our life, stopping and turning. And God says, oh, now you're looking at me. I now want to speak to you. The other question I have is this. If Moses did not stop and turn, would God have spoken? Would he have missed the moment that God had because he was so familiar with his surroundings? You know they say that it takes seven times for a person to enter a room for them to stop noticing the imperfections in the room. In my office this week, there was a cobweb up in the corner. And I did not notice it anymore. And it wasn't until I had some people in my office who aren't in my office very often, and it was pointed out that I went, oh, there's a cobweb in my office. I was so familiar with my everyday surroundings that I stopped seeing the detail. This is an example of everyday kingdom life. We come to church every Sunday. We sit in the service. We have a similar flow. Are we too familiar to stop and see what God wants to do? And I put it to you that often we are. Often we are too familiar with each other. We're too familiar with our spouses. We're too familiar with our family. We're too familiar with our church. We're too familiar with our pastors. We're too familiar with our relationship with God. We open the same thing, same, same, same uh, pattern every day. We do the same schedule, the same tradition, and those things aren't bad. But if we lose the wonder, we lose the God moment. <laughs> God is in the moment when we stop, we turn, and we focus out of the everyday normal. I wonder how much God has for us as a church if through these two weeks of prayer and fasting we said we're going to cut off all the familiarity and we're going to say, we're going to stop, we're going to look and say, we are expecting for you to speak. The language this morning shouldn't be, what should I fast? It should be, God, I'm hungry to hear. I'm prepared in my spirit. I'm ready for all you have. God, I'm ready for a breakthrough for my family, for my marriage, for my calling, for my church, for my connect group, for my business. God, come and move like only you can. We have a Moses moment. Are you ready for it, though? Are you ready to hear the voice of God? Are you ready to stop and to look we just read the example there of the disciples and the disciples are such great examples of us because they were so caught up in the natural yeah. and it's like Jesus is hungry we're hungry Jesus we're getting hangry <laughs> and they say well what we should have got new food Jesus we should have and he's not even talking about food he's talking about spiritual food he's talking about spiritual matters And then he goes on to say to them, he says, listen, you guys talk about the harvest. Open your eyes, lift your heads, turn your head, see the harvest is ready. How cool. The disciples went from a natural moment to a God moment saying, can you see the breakthrough? Can you stop saying four more months to harvest? Guess what? Supernaturally, the breakthrough is here. The harvest is now. I prophesied over our family, Charlie. The harvest and breakthrough is now. The provision is now. Let's stop talking about the future and saying let's go for more. Now is the day of breakthrough. That's for my family, what about for your family? What about for you? We can become familiar with walking with God you see it in the old testament with the israelites in the desert they had them they had the cloud of fire every day leading them they had the giant boulder following them around the desert giving them water how crazy how amazing yet they still whinged against god's provision because after seven years or seven days they got familiar with the miracle are we familiar with the miracle Are we still relying on the miracle back 20 years ago that God done this? Are we still looking at yesterday in terms of a familiarity that defines us and God says, no, there's a new miracle for today? Open your eyes. Look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. When we stop, when we turn and focus... Like those pictures, you had to focus. If you didn't focus in, there's a good chance you didn't see them. Yeah. And for some of us, we still couldn't see it, what other people could. Yeah. It's just the way we can be sometimes. But thank you, Jesus, that you're patient with us. Yeah. Thank you that you wait and you give us help and you lead us by the hand through the, through the valley you cause us to sit and to rest in the presence of our enemies. But when we stop, turn and focus, we see more clearly. The question I have for you right now is, what is God saying to you? As we do this two weeks of prayer and fasting, the whole, the whole heart of this is to stop and to turn and to give God a fresh Ah, uh, surrender. Take all of me, God. Send me, God. Use me, God. My life is not for me; it's for you. And as we do it as a community, there is multiplied blessing. You know that when we are together, when we are unified, God commands a blessing. We're going to be doing a, a, a making it available. We'll talk about it at the end. But actually, we'll see it. you'll see it on your, on, your, on your seats today. There was a, a handout. But there's an online devotional that we're going to do for those who are keen. If you scan it with your phone, it'll take you straight there on your camera. If you get your camera and you look at it and hit the button, it'll take you to the devotional. There's also a printout for those who don't have you version. For anyone who wants to do the devotional every day at home. So that's available on your seat. Or if you need one for someone who's away today, you can take one for them. We're going to have some prayer gatherings which we'll talk about at the end. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to bless our church community. But we're also trying to unify us around seeking him. So let me just share a couple of things this morning that we see with Moses. In this great story. Number one we see a humbling moment take place. And then when we fast and pray, we actually are humbling ourselves before God. Humbling is thinking less of us and more of him. Humility is not putting yourself down. And please understand this. Thanks, smart. Some people think that humility is going through your faults, (laughs) putting yourself down, going through... No, no, humility is actually saying, God, I just need you. I can't do it without you. I need you. One of the most powerful prayers you'll ever pray is, God, help me. And he promises to help us in our times of need. And so when it comes to Moses, Moses actually shows us an amazing act of humility by stopping what he's doing and saying, I'm not going to be so caught up in my job but I'm gonna stop that for a moment and give you my full attention. And in that, he humbles his heart by saying, I'm not gonna rely on what I know right now. I'm gonna look to what I don't know. I'm gonna look to what God has beyond my abilities. I'm gonna look to all his supernatural breakthrough is. And a humility of heart takes place. When we turn, we see him. And when we see him, it humbles our hearts. In Psalm 46.10 it says, Be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Turn to your neighbour and say, be still and know he is God. (laughs) I know it's a warm one today, you're doing well. Be still and know he is God. I was always growing up confused by people in church life, because I've been in church since I was born, basically. I think if if my parents, if they could, would have had me in the church. That's how entrenched in church our family is or was. And I remember watching people when you're younger, you have, you know, I remember in youth, uh, sorry, when I was in, in primary school, and it was the youth who were like the heroes to me. The drummer in youth, just because he was a drummer was enough for me to be like, whoa. We went to a, a camp, a camp up in Sydney and the Hillsong United drummer was at this camp and Hillsong United um, have been around for years, they've been around for many years. And I remember Nat got to go surfing with the drummer and the, and the singer. And I was so jealous. We are out there volunteering. I was stuck in a hot kitchen cutting up carrots, and that was out surfing with the big guns. (laughs) I always found it interesting as I got older, and you start to see more, and I'm very observant. That's, that's my personality. I just I, I'm. I'm always watching and learning. And the people who would prophesy in Sunday church and the people who would sound really religious often were the ones who would end up splitting churches. The ones who were gossiping behind the scenes, and it confused me because I thought, aren't you meant to be humble when you walk with God? Aren't you meant to be gentle in spirit? Aren't you meant to have a sweetness, not, not an aggression against people? And it kind of made me realise, for my family, I want our family to be a family that our walk with God is shown by our humility with others. And we could always be better at that. I could, we could always be better at that. But it's something I'm aware of, is that the most powerful man of God now that I meet are often the most humble or always the most humble men of God. The most powerful women of God I meet are often the most humble and often the most, in some ways, broken. Because the closer they get to him, the more they realise they need him. You see, the Pharisees are the ones who were religious but lacked humility. They knew all the scripture. They knew all the tradition. They could argue it. They could say all the right things. But they had... Are lacking when it came to the humility of heart and the challenge for us as a community and as people is that we become humble in heart the greater revelations we get from God the more humble we become that pride would not enter our hearts and when revelation and wisdom fills us that it would come along with humility not with puffing up but with a humbleness and Moses is here having a conversation with God himself Yet if you think think about it, who was the most humble man on the face of the earth? Moses. That's what the scripture says. Was that written by Moses? Yes. (laughs) But it's scripture, so it must have been true. He walked with God as though he was his friend, yet he was humble in heart because he knew who his God was. And we have this amazing opportunity as a church right now to humble our hearts again to say, you know what, we don't have all the answers. We need you, God. We need need more of you, God. We need more of your spirit. We need more of your touch. We rely on you completely. Not by might or power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. So we see humility take place as we turn and face him. The second thing we see this morning is this. A holy moment takes place humility takes place literally god says to him first thing he says is it says when god saw him turn his head and give his attention god says to him take off your shoes take off your sandals for where you stand is holy ground where he was standing was actually dirt in the wilderness it wasn't in a temple It wasn't on an altar it was in the middle of a desert with probably sheep droppings all over with dust all over but a moment with god became a holy moment because when we turn our attention on him we become set apart we become holy as he is holy 1 Samuel 2 uh, 2 verse 2 says, There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. We are called to be a chosen people, a royal priesthood. And when we turn like Moses did, and through the prayer and fasting, we're taking a moment to say, we're going to turn to you afresh, God. God says it is a holy moment. (laughs) It's a holy moment, people. And holy moments are important because God is in holy moments. Have you ever had a moment with God that was so powerful that you just had to get on your knees and that's all you could do? And just, just bow before Him. If you haven't had that moment, I pray you'll have those moments. I've had them in church many times, but all you can do is get on your face before God. Doesn't matter what anyone thinks, God, this is a moment before you. In your own worship time at home, moments where you're laying on your face before God because he is holy. What does heaven declare? Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. All of heaven declares this. So when you have a moment of declaring his holiness and he says to you, listen, it's a holy moment, respond with a heart of humility and say, yes, God, I declare holy are you. And this is the power of prayer and fasting. Can I hear an amen? God wants to give you these holy moments. The third thing is this. It became a hearing moment. A hearing moment. Turning allows us to hear God. Who here needs a fresh word from God? I would love a fresh word. There's things in my life I'm like, God, speak to me. If you don't have that, you need to get that. An active relationship means both ways you asking him for things and listening and him speaking to you when we turn like moses turn we hear him and it becomes a life-giving moment can i hear an amen <laughs> when we stop and we say we are going to give you our full attention god it becomes a humble moment It becomes a holy moment, and it becomes a hearing moment. We hear from him afresh. We hear him speak. We hear the breakthrough. You know that when you're in the middle of the storm, all you need is that sense of peace. It's the biggest thing you can learn in life is his peace. If you can get his peace, which transcends your understanding, goes above what the doctor said, goes above what the boss said, goes above what the report is, if you can get his peace in the midst of it, then it's going to be okay. And it turns that scary storm into a rocking bassinet for you, a giant one. As Jesus was in the storm and the disciples were freaking out, what was Jesus doing? Sleeping. Sleeping in the ship the same waves that were terrifying one was actually rocking jesus to sleep please get this it's mighty quiet in here i'm fearful i'm anxious i don't know what you need to get the peace of god which transcends your understanding because someone who understands the peace of god is immovable It's hard to rattle somebody when they have his peace. And there have been times in my life, I'm telling you, many times where it didn't make sense in the natural, but I had peace in the heart and I could feel the spiritual peace of God. And it caused me to rest in seasons of turmoil. Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. When we turn and give our attention to him, he says, I will answer you and reveal great things to you. Celebration Church, what has God got for us as a church? corporately together what are the blessings and the words and the provision and the miracles that god has for this community that we have lacked to hear about because we haven't taken the proper time to stop together and listen well let's change that let's change this year let's be a church more than ever that inquires of the lord that seeks after his heart that knows him and his voice greater than the statistics or the noise of the world or the noise of the pharisee or whatever it is and says god we're going to look to you (laughs) let's be a church of intimacy a church who knows his heart everyone should be at least nodding your head with that if you love this church and you love what god's doing i tell you We are not a Rotary club. We are not a Christian club. Nothing against Rotary, they're they're great. But we're not that. We are a supernatural, Holy Spirit-filled, presence-based, Bible-believing people who believe that we can change the world through the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, gee. Let's turn our heads this morning and focus completely afresh in humility and hunger on him. The last point is this. When he turned, when Moses turned and gave his attention, it became a history-making moment. Turning sets you up to make history. We have to remember that Moses went from being a shepherd to being a deliverer in a moment of turning don't let that go over your head yeah. he went from being i'm just looking after my father-in-law's sheep to you will now deliver two to four million people from slavery yeah. Wow. Yeah. Great. and what did moses say he said i have a stutter i can't speak how can i speak to pharaoh how can i speak to the people and god says trust me And we see in this one moment of him turning that God says, this is more than just a holy moment. This is a moment where your destiny is completely changed. Yeah. When we turn, a destiny is declared and it becomes a history-making moment. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. You put it into context. (laughs) You imagine, I'll use a random example. Somebody's working in a fish and chip shop, just living their life, They have a pot plant over here to make the place look a bit green, and all of a sudden that pot plant lights itself on fire. It starts to talk to them. You're just cooking those scallops. You just got those hot chippies happening. You're trying to remember how much chicken salt do I put on these this order? I just and there is this plant on fire still green somehow but on fire talking to you and you're like put that down what would you do how crazy is this moment yeah. and then the plant says take your shoes off it's a holy moment there's grease on the ground god uh, plant there's grease on the ground take your shoes off it's a holy moment and the plant says, I have heard the prayer of the people and I am going to deliver them and you're the man for it. Wow. But I'm cooking my scallops. No, no. you call to deliver two, they believe, two to four million people out of slavery. Yeah. 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 It sounds like a silly example and it kind of is, but it's kind of not. He was out looking after sheep on the far end of a desert on a mountain. He would have had to walk up the mountain with the sheep. How annoying would that be? In the desert. And God says, I will meet you where you're at if you turn your head and look to me. A destiny was declared in a moment of turning to look to him so so amazing it is so amazing and read this again Moses said oh I will turn aside to see this great sight why the bush is not burn and when the Lord saw that he had turned And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him. And when Charlie stopped and turned her head to see and to listen, God called to her. And when Libby felt the prompting of God and she pulled her car over and said, what is it, God? God spoke to her. Humility, holiness, hearing, and historic moments happened because one man stopped to turn to hear, and God noticed it. (laughs) The humble and holy hear God and make history. turn to your neighbour and say the humble and holy holy. hear God God. and make history when I am humble and holy I hear God and make history who here wants to make history with God if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. If Celebration Church will hear God, if we will be humble in heart, if we will cause our hearts to be holy, we will make history in Jesus' name. So, practically how can we do this together well i encourage you again to join with us in a two-week fasting and prayer time i might get the next slide up troy if that's the uh things to fast slide would be great you don't have to fast food if you don't feel that's for you but maybe one of these things up on the screen or maybe a couple of these things Fasting is about sacrifice and worship, denying us so that he may be lifted up. Things to fast, maybe media, news, social media, entertainment, electronics, TV or music, secular music, video games, food, maybe doing a Daniel fast, a meal or two a day, caffeine, meat, sugar, sweets, fast food, or maybe something else. But remember, God isn't looking so much at the legalism of it. He's looking at the heart. So what do we do now? Here's how we proactively do something together. Number one, choose something to fast. Again, some people have started today. Charlie and I have started today, so we can break it in Vision Sunday. Maybe you starting tomorrow. It doesn't really matter. But choose something to fast. Number two, join with us by doing a devotional online or the printed one. It's a simple devotional just around prayer and fasting. On the app, I'm pretty sure, on the YouVersion app, you can leave comments. You can be interactive. Why not write on there? What have you gotten out of that day's devotional? Encourage others. Number three, there's a prayer list and it was on your seat today but here we're going to focus on 14 different things that we're going to pray for every day as a church day one salvation day two celebration kids day three government and authority day four this shall haven day five healing physical healing day six our pastors and our board day seven gathering of volunteers day eight parents and families day nine financial breakthrough day 10 new christians day 11 celebration youth day 12 healing emotional and mental day 13 connect leaders and groups day 14 praying for vision sunday plus whatever else you want to pray for and on our on our website you can actually submit prayer requests and we'd love to collect those and pray for those too but by doing this together, I really sense that we're going to see breakthrough yeah. in your life, yeah. in your family's life, yeah. in our church community in Jesus' name. Anyone else sense that?
0: Yeah, yeah. very good.
1: Well, stop, turn, yeah. and listen. Yeah. Sound good? Why don't we stand to our feet? Charlie, why don't you come up here?
0: Hi, church. Just, just really quickly, I like I just really pray and want to encourage us to break off any familiar spirit in your hearts. Like I just feel like, and even, you know, as Benaiah was sharing, so much gold, so much wisdom, so much truth in yourself allow a freshness, a fresh revelation of what these next two weeks are. And like what Benai said, it's not about the legalism. Like if you're like, oh, you know, 14 days of prayer and fasting, like please, like actually get a fresh revelation in your spirit about what the power of these two weeks have. And I would really encourage you, write down the breakthroughs that you're going for before you start. This afternoon when you go home, write down, ask the Holy Spirit, what, can, what am I believing God to do in these next two weeks? Because that's what I was writing down. I was like, we as a couple have talked about a few, but I want specifics so that with the prayer list, but then also in my heart, I'm going, God, I believe in you're going to do this. Yeah. So for your own self, for your family, for our church, maybe you can break it into three sections if you wanted to, write down what your breakthroughs are, write down what you believe in God for so that it's not just something that you do, but there's a real strategic vision even for yourself of what you're going for. That's what I have encouraged you over. I'm so excited. Like, I'm really excited. And I'm really believing that we're going to hear incredible, incredible testimonies. Um, so make sure that you're sharing them as well. Share what God's doing and saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah, awesome. I think to finish, what we should do is get into some groups of three or four, and let's just pray for the next two weeks. Let's pray for our church. Let's stand together and actually as a community Let's declare this together in Jesus' name. Does that sound good? All right, so break up into groups of three or four. Just grab someone next to you and pull them in. And let's pray for our church. Let's pray for this prayer and fasting in Jesus' name.
0: We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.